Yo, 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 what up? This is your boy King D. And Rooney. And we are the Jacks of All Trades. We're no topics off limits. We'll be posting new episodes every month. We'll be talking about sports, science, space, tech, gaming, movies. It's all on the board. If you like what you hear, if you want to contribute to the conversation, make sure to like, follow, subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on Facebook, Twitter, the Jacks of All Trades podcast. Look us up. All right, what's up, what's up? Back, another episode. We got a lot of big news going on. We got a lot of new releases. Uh, we'll have entertainment, looking at Boba Fett, The Expanse, Wheel of Time, things getting started, things ending. We got some explosive No Way Home numbers. And then uh, Netflix raising those prices again. We'll talk about that. Uh, we got Xbox pulling some real bullshit. And then uh, the Lord of the Rings announcement. We got rumors of a Power Rangers reboot. CES happened, so you know we got a lot of tech to unpack. And then uh, big news, James Webb, it actually happened. We'll talk about that, as well as uh, touching on the Parker Solar Probe again. And then finish up probably looking at the NFL playoffs and some some of the NFL news. Got a lot of stuff to dig into today. Yeah, yeah, you want to get started, man? Yeah, man. Uh, You've been keeping up with it? Yeah. Yeah, I've actually been watching it uh, religiously. Okay, like I haven't been that much into it, but no, I've, I've been keeping <laughs> up with it every Wednesday whenever it comes out, most definitely. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Man, uh, I, I really love the story. I, I love what's going on in it, and I feel like all the pieces are there. It's just I feel like the execution is not – it's really just not bringing it together. I mean, the, the execution's ass, let me just say it like that. Uh, I <laughs> I kind of don't really believe in Robert Rodriguez, what he's bringing. Uh, it's just the style that he's doing it in. That, that's all it is. Like, the story is there. All the pieces are there. I mean, it really has, like, a Game of thrones as type of, um, I guess, lore, like, story. And, like, it's, it's just, it just really pisses me off that it's holding it back that way. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's definitely got Robert Rodriguez a little uh... – Blockbuster fingerprints all over it. Or at least he likes to think so. Well, kind of trying to beat it. Bad. Well, I mean, like, it's just like prime example was, um, I'll say like the whole, the most Isley chase scene. Like the, like where the biker group is up there chasing the, I can't think of the dude's name, the, the Twilight, the, where he's yeah. like uh, chasing them throughout the whole city and all. And it's just like, dude, it felt so not even. It felt off. It felt like Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Or it, it felt like, you know, almost like Spy Kids. Like, the action was just so weird. Um, it felt kind of choppy. Like, the, it was supposed to be a high-speed chase, and it felt more like a slow-speed slow chase. Man, it yeah, was and a lo- so much that was off about it. Like, a lot of the design choices and stuff with that are just weird. Like, those, like... I guess you know the Power Rangers vibes, like you said, from like those bright colored Rangers and everything, like the the uh, like the bikes and everything. But even like when they first showed that group off, I was like, "What rejected cyberpunk cutscene did we just walk into?" Like with her arm and his eyes. Like I get they've got prosthetics and stuff in Star Wars, but just like the design choices they made with it were very clearly like lifted from other things and didn't feel like Star Wars at all. No, it really didn't. And I mean, even like with the cybernetics and stuff, the way it looks in there, it just looks so cheap and kind of plastic. It looks like a, yeah, uh, it looks it looked almost CW to me. 
Yeah, it just wasn't up to the quality that I would expect it to be. And with the story and stuff, I'm going to go one step further than you, man, and even say that that's disappointed me. Like, I see what you're saying about, like, all the, the elements are there to tell a good story. But it still doesn't fit this story, I don't think. Like, I don't – I hate the way they're giving, like, Boba Fett the hero's journey. Like, he's not that, like, intimidating, like, shadowy figure anymore. Now they're trying to turn him into, like – the good guy like why did he learn to fight from tuscan raiders he was one of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy i don't know why on earth like he had to learn that part i mean that, that's just like i say the pieces are there for it but the execution is ass like whenever he had to like we didn't need to see all that like we, we didn't need to see that was that the raised by wolves type of type yeah of exactly going on and stuff like that man but it's just like whenever I'm talking about all the pieces are there, I mean you've got all the factions there. You got like the power struggle going on whenever Jabba the Hutt, you know, aka Robert Baratheon dies. And I mean it, like it's it's just like so much to that lore and story, like background to each of those characters also that, that usually Star Wars does, and like you you just don't feel it there. Yeah, you'd think they'd lean into that and kind of show all those different factions what's going on rather than just like strictly from his point of view. And like you said, like, why are we doing this before like raised by wolves thing when we could be focusing on like that, the, the now storyline and what's going on with that? Like the exciting part. I know with this latest episode, it kind of felt like, okay, I see why they was telling the backstory and why they're introducing like these characters. I just feel like they didn't need to go as in depth. Um, yeah, basically, you just like he survived the desert, survived the Sarlacc. Now he's in charge. Yeah, but I mean, it's well. Have you seen the latest episode? I didn't watch episode four yet. Okay, well, whenever you see it, it pieces like a lot more stuff together, and it makes more sense. But um, I mean, it, it still kind of suffers from what I'm talking about as far as like you know the the execution. It shows a little bit more stuff than we need to see. Uh, we, we didn't need to see certain stuff, but like it kind of gives more of a background and like it shows that shit's really starting to get real. I mean, I, I like how a big war is brewing. Um, I, I pretty much like, you know, the how, how the factions are at each other uh, at each other's throats. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like the big bad, too, that's in the background lurking. Like, I mean, it, it's got a, a lot of good key pieces to it. Well, see, I don't even get the sense of, like, a big war brewing or anything. Like, I feel like they've kept the scope pretty small, even compared to, like, I feel like the Mandalorian is, in sense, like, a smaller story. But then you look at, like, the fight in the streets with the Mandalorians and stuff. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'd expect to see in, a, like, a Tatooine gang war. And we haven't seen any of that unless we did this episode. Now, it's, uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you this, like, the Mandalorian feels bigger in scope to me. But this one feels smaller because it's all the stuff that's happening on Tatooine. Like, they're all after, um, they're kind of like showing that it's kind of like a Dune thing to where they're after the spice there, or like, you know, the, the spice trade. Um, but it's, you can tell like it's a huge kind of thing with him and the pikes. And like, the, the pikes are actually preparing, you know, to, they're, they're gearing up for it. Like, okay. They that, yeah, they, they showed that in episode three that the pikes are pretty much like starting to gear up for war. Yeah, I'll have to check out that next one because yeah, that I did see that at the end there. Yeah, and I mean <clears throat> it, it kind of goes more into it, but I mean pretty much though, 
um, it, it pretty much leans into more than what I'm talking about with the key pieces. Um, like it, it's, I mean, I, I'm not going to go too deep into it, especially if some people haven't seen it, but it's, I feel like there's a really good story to be told there and a lot of stuff to where you can actually extend these seasons out. And like, it can be like one of the next game of Thrones, man, but they're just not, they're not doing it right. Yeah. And it's like, short. It's six episodes, right? Uh, I think, I think. Is it seven? I knew it was pretty yeah. short. Well, because I think Tamura Morrison, he's already said, you know, if you guys like, I think it was back during episode two. He said, if you guys like that, wait for episode seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he's really putting a lot on episode seven. Okay. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll have to come back and reassess and see what our take is next month after after that's yeah. finished up. Yeah. And uh, speaking of finishing up, you you all caught up on the expanse? You finish it? Yeah, yeah, I'm all done. Done forever? Yeah. Quote, quote. Man, after seeing it, I feel like there's no damn way. I feel like they left the door wide open. They did. I think if if you would have told me that that was a season finale, like 15 out of 10. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it was good. Beautiful. Like, great action sequences. Wrapped up a lot of loose ends, but they've introduced this whole story that they spent what five, ten minutes per episode telling. Yeah. Out of a six episode final season that went nowhere. And you're telling me that Amazon knowingly went into the last season spending money, spending big budgets. There was a lot of CG that went into those scenes. Yeah. To just let that sit forever. And that stuff wasn't cheap either. Yeah. There's no way. There's something. And they've, you know, the creators, the showrunners, the authors, I've seen everybody hinting or, you know, kind of teasing like, oh, well, maybe they're, you know, like, just go ahead and announce it. Like, we all know. Yeah. Whether it's whether they're doing movies, a spinoff series, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're trying to, like, just create more buzz for it and, like, you know, get people riled up like the whenever Sci-Fi canceled it. Or what? But it's man, I, I there's no there's no way possible with the way that you ended it that that thing's done. You can't just leave it that way. No, you had seasons of proto molecule story building that went nowhere. Yeah. Well, like I mean, even if hell, you... I thought the big proto molecule payoff was the ring. Nah. We still have three more books of Proto Molecule. <laughs> well, like I said, back then during like the early seasons, I thought that, that was the Proto Molecule payoff. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot more they have left to unpack with that. I won't I won't say too much in case they bring it back, but yeah. Uh, another one wrapped up was Wheel of Time. Wrapped up the first season. Yeah. What'd you um, think on? Oh, uh, what was that? What'd you think on that one? As a as someone who hasn't read the books, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, there's just like you know, like I said before, I wish it was a little more grit to it. It wasn't so polished, but um, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty decent as far as like the storyline goes and all. So, like from a person who has read the book, what do you say? It when it hits. 
it's perfect. But when it misses, it's like way off. Yeah. But uh, as far as I think it was rushed. I think was was probably the my biggest issue with it. Yeah. Um those are pretty lengthy stories. Um so I think they just kind of rushed through it. Uh some of the effects I took issue with. But I think all the characters and everything were fantastic. I want to see more of them. And as far as like the polish and the effects and stuff, I do know that um, they had a lot of issues with COVID during filming and things. So I don't know if maybe that's got some kind of effect on it. And and same maybe with like the episode count too. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like they're starting to get to a point to where they're really shortening this stuff and like, the, you know, they're making them six to eight episodes. And like they're just trying to pump up. It feels like they're just trying to pump out content now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're starting to, you know, if they really start going to that model, they're going to start robbing these series of why people get hooked on them in the first place. You know, like I, I feel like, you know, I feel like they need to find, um, I wish that they would find out that like some things need to be leveraged in a certain way. Well, and a, a lot of, you know, we're in what people call what, like the golden age of television or whatever. Like, I think a lot of that is that so many shows have found a way to add depth to their characters and their stories rather than just like those old 80s and 90s shows that kind of, like you said, just threw content out there just to do it. Yeah. Or looking at like the CW shows where they crank out like 26 episodes a season and like only six actually push the story forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I feel like they need to find, like, I've already said before, um, the sweet spot is probably like, you know, eight to 10, but now they're starting to go even shorter and, like, you know, go six episodes and usually do six to eight. And it's like, everyone does not have to be like that, that same uh, type of standard. Like, you know, find out what the story is and just let the story flow. That's yeah. one of the reasons that I love HBO Max is because, like, you know, whenever they find a certain story, like they don't, they don't care about like a, things have to be like a certain episode, like traditional. I mean, hell, I think uh, it needs. You said what? They give it as many as it needs. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I'm trying to remember Chernobyl. I think Chernobyl was what only like five episodes. I think five or six, yeah. But it was all it needed. It almost exactly. overstayed its welcome towards the end. Exactly. Like, you know, they, they find exactly what it needs instead of hitting whatever needs to be the standard. Like, they just go ahead and roll with it. They it's like they write, it's like they're writing the story and then finding stopping points yeah. instead of writing episodes. If I'm not mistaken, I think like one of their shows is only nine episodes or something like that. Watchmen was pretty short, it was eight or nine. Was it? Mm hmm. I thought Watchmen was like 10 episodes. And it told all the story it needed to. Yeah, it did. Watchmen was brilliant. Um. So keeping with the the streaming, uh, the streaming guys there, Netflix bringing those prices up again. So they're shortening your shows and charging you more for it. Yeah. Speaking of shortening shows, 
I gotta say, man, these motherfuckers are about to get canceled. Um, I'm with you, man. Mine, I happen to get through T-Mobile, so my T-Mobile bill will go up for however much that goes up. If I was paying strictly for Netflix out of pocket, they'd be gone. Yeah. Was it 15 and $20 now? Yeah, it says here uh, the standard plan, the standard now is rising to fifteen fifty a month. The 4K is going to 20 And then um, you got the basic plan that's actually going to 10 So I could have, for the cost of Netflix... HBO Max and Apple Plus. Yep. No, thank you. Now, see, like, HBO Max, man, <clears throat> people, I know one of the reasons that some people was against them so much is because it was 15 bucks a month. And, you know, everybody was trying to give them shit and didn't want to give them a chance before. But now... Yeah, but look at the content. Like pretty much all their catalog on. And it's like, you know, all these other people have caught up. Like, people are really starting to see the value in it. And I've been saying HBO Max from day one. Yeah, no, it's it's probably my top two to three streaming services. They have HBO some Max of the best quality. Like, like, for streaming quality, I would say, like, HBO Max and Prime take the cake. As far as, like, like visually, like, they're, how the, graphically it looks. But for catalog, definitely, like, I think HBO Max. Oh, yeah. Man, a- HBO Max has, like, my top in each category just because uh, I know beforehand, whenever it was, uh, I'm trying to think about it, what it was before. Dang it, I can't remember. What, whatever it was before, like, HBO something. Um, HBO Now? Yeah, that was it. Go, HBO Go. Yeah, it's been a minute. I, I can't, can't even remember. But, yeah, but the HBO Now, uh, beforehand, like, it kind of seemed like it was an afterthought. But mm-hmm. now with HBO Max, it kind of seems more of a standard streaming service. And ever since they've done that and, like, put their actual catalog on there, now, man, like, it's just, it's always been, like, top to me. Um, I, I do feel like I need to drop uh, for the audience that HBO Max is not a sponsor of this show no. yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pay us HBO. Yeah, pick us up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they um I, I most definitely have to say, like, you know, that that has most definitely been my top streaming service um ever since. And then like it just the fact that they've added even more to their catalog and stuff, like they have such an expansive catalog that's just a lot of well, too from back in the day. Yeah. Well, not only that, but their new stuff. Like their new stuff yeah. is all great. Like there's consistently something coming out on there that I'm like, I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that. Whether it's a movie or a show, especially with like the um, the the theatrical releases. Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely stuff coming that like keeps you excited. Yeah. And then ironically, with Netflix's price hike, their stock has plummeted. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have to say, um, man, like, I don't know, because I, I feel like they're not going to stop here. I feel like they're not done yet. Netflix? Yeah. No, and I'm really hoping that others don't follow suit since they're still kind of the trendsetter. Well, there's some of them, though, that I, I already know that they're going to do it. Nobody's going to stay that low. I mean, like Apple Plus, they're just getting started. There's no way that they're going to stay that low. especially. Oh, that was a special introductory price for sure. Yeah. 
especially with how they get. Um, we already know for a fact Disney Plus is not going to stay that damn price with, with how greedy Disney is. Well, I think Disney is going to hit a point where they start to drop more of those, what was it, $30 for like Black Widow. I think we'll see more of that kind of thing. And maybe it becoming more of like a uh, like an Amazon Prime type marketplace where you can purchase movies and then also like have the free ones that are in like the Disney Plus library. I think they already stopped those uh, movie release things. I think they stopped that last year. Yeah, it was just a few of them, but I think that I think they'll do more because they made a decent amount of money off of it. Yeah. It was just kind of like a great experiment. I know they was one of the people that like, you know, wanted to switch it from the from the 45 days uh, to theaters. They were trying to make it shorter? From the theaters to uh, home video on 45 days. Yeah, that seems to be the new normal. Yeah. Because that's, that's uh, I know the Batman is getting a 45-day release window. Yeah. And then um, you can already pre-order like No Way Home and Scream so I'm sure that they'll be, you know, they don't have actual dates, but we're coming up on, what are we coming up on a month past No Way Home? So like mid-February would be 45 days. Yeah. That was a real good movie. Still haven't seen it. So <laughs> no no more from you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> well. I guess moving right along, man. Uh, tell us about some of this Xbox bullshit that's going on. Well, did you want? Did you want to? We can talk about those No Way Home numbers, though. Oh, go ahead. Because those are just like mind-boggling. Oh yeah, especially for like being in the pandemic too. Or, uh, I mean, we're we're kind of out of certain stuff, man. Like people, some people went back to doing. Just yeah, we're at a weird spot. Back. What was that? We're at a weird spot with that. Yeah. Yeah, but ju- just seeing the fact that how a lot of movies are, are coming out, like not seeing any kind of the same numbers and then like seeing what No Way Home is pulling. Well, it's so what, what do we get? Uh, what was it? Third, big, second or third biggest opening all time? Do you, do you know where it ended up? Um, I didn't see the final numbers. About, I about think where exactly ended up. Hold on, I think see. I saw second biggest number of all time. What second biggest opening weekend of all time? Which, like, considering where the box office has been in the last two years, how the hell? Yeah. And then uh, I saw that it's in the fourth all time domestic for box office. So we're talking like Infinity War numbers. Uh, hit number four on all-time box office list. That's yeah, that's insane. And you're yeah, and you're not even a month into its run. Well, you want to know one of the crazy things about that too? Is it it never hit China? Yeah. China so you got largest market in the world, right? I don't know. I think we're I the think, largest market. Are we? Yeah. I don't know if China had passes for largest box office or not. I mean, not unless they, they did it recently, but... Just looking at sheer number of people. Yeah, I mean, not, not unless they did recently, but I think, like, U.S. is supposed to be the top market. Still, I mean, they're up there. So that's, I mean, that's impressive. Number four without China. Yeah. 
there's no doubt in my mind that they would have been higher if they would have if China wouldn't have blocked it. Well, you have to wonder then, like, without a pandemic, would this movie have beat Endgame? I don't know, man. I almost definitely think it would have been up there. That's that's like very debatable. And now it's finally been dethroned by Scream. Which is also putting up pretty commendable pandemic numbers. Yeah, it hit the, um, I guess for like the first weekend, it was the second largest domestic opening of all time. That's crazy. My worry with that, though, is that Disney's going to try the... uh, the nostalgia play just like continuously going forward. I think this was just kind of to do the multiverse. Cause I mean, if you look at it, what Kevin Foggy is doing with Marvel, I mean, like he's handled this geniusly. And I think he's mostly just like kind of introduced the, I guess kind of like to where you can set a multiverse because you know, like Sony has their own thing right now with where they're trying to do their own spider verse, like with Morbius and you got um, Venom. Mm -hmm. So I I think like they're kind of bringing in the multiverse. So like, you know, they can kind of do their own thing and, and people can have, you know, they they can kind of like tell different storylines. So they can do like different continuities and everything and still yeah. kind of interconnect when they need to, which is how I would prefer it to be anyhow. I don't want every single movie to be dependent on every other movie, you know? I mean, hell, he's, as long as you would have somebody in charge like him that has their shit together, I don't mind it because it's telling the whole story. That's just like you, whenever you go out, like you have to get the whole box set for like the whole Avengers type thing or, or like the whole Marvel set. I mean, like, do, do people play on that? Yeah. Like, it, it's telling the whole story. I just feel like we've hit a point now where, like, okay, you have this whole self-contained Infinity Saga, but at that point, you've opened up, like, the cosmic Marvel universe, and we have, like, the street-level stuff, and then, like, the world-ending Avengers-level stuff. Like, I'd like to see them kind of break off. You have, like, the magical, like, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch type stuff like kind of break off into their own categories and then come together every now and then. Mm. Like y'all go off and do your, your street level stuff with like Luke Cage and Daredevil and Spider-Man. And then, you know, Dr. Strange and Scarlet Witch doing their thing and the guardians doing their thing. And then when they come back together, you know, they're just going, Hey, what happened to you? Oh, that had no effect on my life. Cool. Yeah. Have you seen, um, you haven't watched Hawkeye or, I watched Hawkeye. Oh, you did? Mm. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I don't want to go into too much stuff because I know that you haven't seen the uh, you haven't seen the Spider-Man, so. No, and I have actually managed to avoid spoilers until now. It's magical. I don't know how. With how big this movie is, that, that's crazy. Like, I, you know, I know the obvious, like, the big few characters that are in there, like, but we knew that before the movie came out. As far as like actual like storyline and how they're introduced, I haven't seen like screenshots, anything. Damn. Avoided it like the plague. 
I don't see how, man, because I've I've not had any luck with certain stuff that I've tried to watch that I've been really interested in. All right, let's see what we got going on here. Next up, we got Xbox on some bullshit. Yeah. You know, uh, big news this week. I I was just kind of one of those people that's just, I've always been, um, never really like in the console war, uh, mostly like lately, just because I feel like it's it's kind of a preference. Um, I feel like, you know, everybody should just be able to play their game together. Like, I, I don't, I don't mind any of that, but you know, like some of the stuff that Microsoft is pulling with this bullshit, man, like it's, it's really have making me have a hatred towards them. Well, so both sides of that have been scooping up studios. PlayStation's kind of stayed in their wheelhouse and has brought in places like Insomniac and those that have already kind of stayed to PlayStation. Yeah. But now Microsoft's gone out and bought Activision for what, $70 billion? Yeah. That means that they own Call of Duty. They own... Um, Spyro, they own Crash Bandicoot, they own Tony Hawk games, they own uh, hell, what else does Activision have their hand in? Um, Guitar Hero Rock Band. So pretty much a lot of the big name games. Yes. Just massive titles. I mean, it's just after them getting that, man, I'm thinking, what's next? EA? They get them, it's over with. Well, so Phil Spencer came out, I think it was today, and tweeted and said that he's been on the phone with the heads of Sony and like assured them that Call of Duty will stay not an Xbox exclusive. Damn, but, you know, they bought it well, last year. They bought up Bethesda. And so now you're looking at like the Elder Scrolls and Fallout, you know, being Xbox. They've already said the Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be. Yeah. I mean, like I said, dude, he said that. But I think he said, I seen something earlier today to where they was talking about, like, you know, really digging into the wording. And he said that uh, he desires that it stays, you know, the, the same way it is. And, like, mm-hmm. one of the things that he talked about in that tweet also is that he desires for all the titles to stay, like, on the PlayStation Store and, like, to stay on PlayStation. But whenever he's talking about all the existing games, he said nothing about the future games. That's true. And I mean, like, whenever you're talking about you desire something, dude, like that, that's just corporate shady wording. Yeah. I don't, I'm not believing none of that bullshit, dude. Like, uh, like I say to me, talk is cheap. Like, you know, I, I'm all about that action, boss. I'm a see it to believe it type person. Trying to look at what all that so they own Warcraft, Diablo. Oh, they they own a lot of shit, dude. Right, cause pro, like prototype. That was a PlayStation exclusive, wasn't it? Yeah. No, maybe I don't remember on that I one. Remember, I, might, I don't. It might not have been. I, I don't. I might be thinking of um, Infamous. Infamous was. But yeah, I mean, regardless, it's just like, here's what I'm seeing happen. It's kind of like a pre-streaming war thing. I've said before that like Game Pass, like for 
if you have the time to be a gamer and just play game after game, so not us, uh, Game Pass is the best deal going in gaming. Uh-huh. It's genius. They took the streaming model and applied it to games. It's okay, cheap. It's Okay, yeah, I was thinking it for this. So, yeah, they took the streaming model, applied it to gaming. Great price, great selection of games. They're bringing more in. They're bringing in, um, like Ubisoft and EA and that stuff. And uh, like, it's if you have the time for it, it's awesome. Yeah. And there's rumors of like a you know a PlayStation Game Pass competitor. And so I think that they're gearing up for like a streaming war between Sony and Microsoft. So who can buy up all these studios that they can have them exclusively on that streaming service to, to bring in people. Yeah. I mean, like I I have seen that. Only thing is, is like, let's say that Xbox has, uh, that both of these people like start doing the whole streaming where they stream games. Uh, streaming platform are they gonna allow their apps on the on the other consoles yeah that's what i'm saying is like they're buying up these studios so that they have exclusive rights to have it on their streaming platform yeah well i meant like like let's say is playstation store gonna allow or is xbox gonna allow playstation store uh to to be on xbox so like oh absolutely not or is or is PlayStation going to allow uh, Xbox's stuff on there so we can play Call of Duty on PlayStation? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm yeah, so it could. Happen. I mean, it could go one step further than that, even beyond the consoles to where it is just like a Stadia-type service. You know, yeah. Game Pass is already pushing for that. They've talked about, like, the Xbox streaming stick and stuff. Yeah. I mean, man, it's it's just the way that I'm seeing that. I, I feel like we're just going right back to square one. Like we finally made some leeway to where we can uh, have cross platform and do all this other shit. And then now they want to sit up there and you know pull this bullshit and try and separate yeah. people again. They were just trying to soften us up before they could pull the rug out. Yeah. Like they sit up there and they let us play together for that little bit, and then all of a sudden, then they they sit up there and they want to buy all the games or buy up all the studios just so they can have exclusive rights. And then like, you know, well, since, since you guys are selling more consoles, then uh, we'll, we'll just go ahead and buy up all the stuff. So, so people have to come to us for everything for all the third party games. Kind of gave me like some little, little like spoiled rich kid vibes, a little whiny rich kid. Yeah. And I actually, I saw a headline earlier today that said that um, you could be on something there. Cause it said PS five is out selling the, the uh, new gen Xboxes two to one. Oh, yeah. I already know it's not close. You can go down to the store and find some Xboxes on the shelf. I think I've seen some every now and then out in the wild, but I know PlayStations, you still don't see them out there in the store. Yup. Can't keep them in stock. It's nuts to me because the console's been out for over a year. Mm -hmm. I understand like this chip shortage or whatever, but that, that shit should be over by now. Uh, that's still going. They said it's going to keep going. Uh, I don't know if I'm believing none of that bullshit. That's supply and demand, man. If you can keep the supply down. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, 
these, these houses and shit like that where they're talking about the, the wood and everything else like uh, well COVID has us behind or COVID has us down like you know we're we can't make as much stuff. Like, man, that but then, price but like, oh, you got all these, all the ships are just stuck off the coast over there with the, with the supplies. Well, fucking bring them over here. Yeah. Don't don't just sit there and watch it. Yeah. yeah okay, it's floating out there. Go get it. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Well, I mean, they keep blaming that on they don't have as many workers, and I, I don't know, man. It's just always something that they keep trying to put the blame on. Just a bunch of bullshit, man. Just trying to spike up prices. Mm-hmm. Corporate bullshit is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, get, I away from, get away from bullshit, though. <laughs> what, what you that Lord of Hopefully. The Hopefully, get away from bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I like the trailer. It was it was nice as artfully done. I thought. Um, finally gave us a little detail. Got that title. What was it? The uh, The Rings of Power. Yeah. Uh, they gave a little blurb. Uh, I guess so we'll be set in the Second Age, looking more at some of the other rings. You know, from that poem at the beginning of the story. Yeah, I mean the. Um, I gotta say, the only thing I liked about the trailer was the was the date. Just because, like, it doesn't really it doesn't show us anything. It's just a, it was just pretty much yeah, a, a date art. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, if you dig into some of that lore, it sounds like kind of an exciting period to see uh, what it's on about. Uh, I'm gonna go with your thing here and say I'll wait to see it because I have no idea what they're going for here. Like, I don't know if they're gonna go to try to emulate Peter Jackson's Middle Earth or kind of do their own thing or try to fit like a Game of Thrones vibe. I kind of want to see that before I make a call on it. Just from the stories that I've heard or like the, the lore that goes behind the, the second age and um, I guess how they're how it also like seeing from the tone of the trailer. Um, this is a little bit early to be kind of, you know, picking that apart, but it seems like it's going more of a Game of Thrones vibe. Which I mean, I, I'm kind of I'm here for like I'm actually excited for it because but the stuff that I've heard that's coming from the second age. It can get real dark. Like there's a lot of shit that goes on. Yeah. A lot of shit. Yeah, if we're gonna see like the rise of Sauron and like him like going to like forge the ring and like the reasoning behind that and everything, that could definitely like turn dark pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, like you said, I I'm gonna wait to see more, uh see how it turns out. Which I'd say trailer soon. Surely. Something. Well, if it comes out in September, we might like two or three months. It it, it kind of depends on whenever they want to like start building up hype for it, man. It's kind of hard to call that. As much money as they've put into it, you'd think they'd want to start building like last year. Yeah, you, you would think so. I mean, but it's also one of those names that's gonna, it's one of those names that's gonna bring people in no matter what. Yeah. I mean, th this is supposed to be a huge project for them, and you would think. I mean, that's just like um HBO. They've already released the trailers for like their next Game of Thrones spinoff, man, and that shit's a ways off. Is it? Yeah, I'm trying to see what was the actual date. I know it's not coming up soon. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Early 2022. They don't have an actual date yet. Yeah. 
And when it usually whenever they say early 2022 and like they're not giving us an actual date, that kind of sounds like May or something. Because I mean, surely if it was March or April, they would have said that by now. Yeah, they'd give you an actual date to look forward to. So yeah, it'll probably be like mid to late spring. All right. I was thinking, I was thinking it was around summer or something, or like you know June, but I mean it sounds close enough though. Here's another another universe I know is close to your heart. We think about these Power Rangers reboot rumors. Yeah, uh, pretty much from the latest rumors, I, I'm kind of liking what I'm hearing, just because they're talking about you know doing a full on reboot. And they're talking about having, I guess it's that, uh, God, what was that one? Not the Dino Zords. Um, dang, I'm trying to think if it was that. I thought the Turbo Space Dino Force yeah, Jungle, man, jungle it's, Something it's Space Cops. Ridiculous stuff, man. Cops. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, Turbo I don't keep up. up with any of the. I don't even. I don't keep up with any of the Saturday morning, you know cartoon shit anymore so I, I don't know which one of those that they were finishing out but it, it was something that they're talking about finishing out on Netflix or like you know that, that's supposed to be like the last um, I guess the last kid season and then they're talking about going like a more mature route from you know certain rumors I think that'd be a cool take I'd like to see what they could do with it well man I mean if you have to think about it like in today's audience, a lot of kids ain't watching Power Rangers like that. Like it's just not it's it's not that thing anymore. Um, and I mean, like your your biggest audience for Power Rangers is all grown up. I mean, it's us. Like we're yeah. the ones that, that's grown up that grew up on Power Rangers back then. That's whenever Power Rangers was hot. And like, dude, it would make sense for you to go ahead and start coming out with a more mature um, take on it for the grown the actual grown fans that's going to actually invest in it. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, you want to go with where the money is and where your fan base is. Yeah. I, I would hey, that, that's I my break from that kind of like same episode every week. Oh, yeah. And I would hope to see the, the story writing and things grow up with it. So I think that could go either way. Yeah, I mean, tell tell like more of a ground, realistic, um, gritty type tale with it. And there's, I mean, there's a lore there to go into some depth too, as far as like Zordon and stuff that you could really like add some depth to that. Man, one of the people that actually did it was Adi Shankar. Like whenever he made that that Power Rangers that short film, oh, it was so good. Yeah, and I mean, he actually went in into the lore of it too. I mean, like, well, did, granted, there were some cheesy parts about it, but I mean, he he did that on purpose. Yeah, but I mean, you you kind of have to have that. Like, camp is Power Rangers, you know. Like, yeah. it's just part of it. You just gotta rein it in a little bit. Yeah, but I I loved how he handled it though because. He pretty much had it to where um, there were certain Easter eggs in there. That's just like he had Billy's character in there as a gay person. And, I mean, in real life, he was gay. Mm -hmm. And then, like, uh, the way that Trini died, you know, or well, he had Trini actually dead in there um, at first. 
And then, like, you know, she was actually, she actually did. Like, actually died in her life. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, it, it was just, like, certain Easter eggs that he had in there that was, um, and, like, he also dug into the lore of it, which was perfect. It'd be nice to see that. I mean, is there any talk of him being, like, connected to the show at all? No, they. from what I heard, they have some kind of other person, like, attached to it. Or like I, I don't know. I don't think they have everything, um, everything casted and all yet. Like they're just kind of speaking on certain stuff. I mean, like I said, this is just rumors. Yeah, all still early. Yeah, like nothing's really set in stone. It's just pretty much talking about this is what the executives, this is the direction that they're talking about. They're wanting to go. So, I mean, for right now, as he say, she say. But it, it's cool to think about. I really hope that they actually go in that direction, though. I'd love to see it. I'd be there for all of it. And, of course, this stuff, too, is supposed to be on Netflix. <clears throat> well, I don't know if I'll be seeing it then if they keep, you know. Oh, well, be, yeah. Be $30 by the time they bring the Power Rangers out. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to wait until – I'm going to have to start pulling <clears throat> to where I wait until, like, the whole season comes out, and then I got to binge on it. Yup. Well, I can do that with Netflix anyway, so. Finish The Witcher and they can get gone. Well, the only thing is, man, is I'm up here thinking about it. Do I really want to pay $15, $20, like, for one month just to watch the show? Well, I'm but. I have to start waiting for a few shows to come out before I do that. But so then you even start getting into the territory of if you're, if you're picking it up for one season for one show, a lot, you can catch the show on sale for, to buy the season for that price. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to hit a point of diminishing returns where like that's what people are doing is they're going out and buying Stranger Things when it comes out rather than streaming it. Yeah, I think they're going to start getting pushed back from that. But, you know, we're moving on from that, man. We, we've already <laughs> passed that subject, dude. We, we've had enough to say on that bullshit. People know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're um, done with the bullshit section. Yeah. You see, uh, we had CES. Yes. About two weeks ago, uh, lots of exciting tech. Usually, what did you see that caught your eye? Um, there was a couple things. I'm trying to think of one specific that I would really like to, I guess, sink my teeth into. Um, I would have to say one of them. There was a flying car that I actually seen that looked um. That looked pretty cool. Um, I know some of the stuff that I've seen from Hyundai. Hyundai is actually looking, looking like they're trying to uh, make that step forward into the future. For the flying cars? No, no, it, it wasn't their flying car. It's just kind of like one of their. Um, I'm trying to think about what you would call that. <clears throat> it's sort of like they have like a a, a bus. And then for one thing, it's like um, there's pods inside of it. So whenever people are going certain places, then like they, they come out in these pods outside of the bus. And then like it takes them where they need to go. So rather than the bus stopping and getting off, like is the bus still moving? I didn't see this one. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me try and. I'm trying to see what the project is actually called because they have 
I have I'm looking up here through their website or uh, or actually on this, but it's not really saying anything. Um uh, well one of the vehicles that they had is the Ionic five. I've actually looked at those myself. And I think that's the one that was um like it changes colors. That was the that was a BMW, the one that changed with the oh, E ink. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I was looking at it, and it pretty much looked the same as that. But... Which was, it's one of those things that like, okay, cool, but why? Yeah. Here's your, I found your pod. Well, one of their one of their reasons for it was because they said like it's not <clears> changing from black to white, and they said uh, in the winter it can do black, just like to be able to attract heat. And then in the summer, it can actually turn white just to be able to repel heat and make the car cooler. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that, especially that if you're looking really at, sport. especially if you're looking at an EV, I would say that would help with battery life. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here, your Hyundai Pod. So it looks kind of like a combination of like a bus and the uh, like the rental scooters. Found it. Yeah. So you have like a little. Just kind of flat bus shaped thing with these yeah, and it's got a tiny boat. little like one one or two person cars sitting in there, and then it stops and lets that off, and you can go drive it around the city. Yeah, and, it, and it's got uh, it's got like a solar panel on the top. Yes, yes, that is. Today, I, I guess they're not really calling it anything. It's pretty much just the name for it is meta mobility concept. I mean, it looks futuristic. It looks very futuristic, yeah. and that especially. My first thought when you said like pod and bus was pandemic proof. I mean, if you want to look at that, let it sort of look would, pandemic proof. Because, you know, I think public transportation would be a scary thing to have to deal with right now. Yeah. Like you're on a bus with a bunch of strangers, and uh, this looks a little more secluded and uh, safe, I guess. Well, if you pay attention also, uh, with the way that the city is set up, under these skyscrapers, they actually have... Uh, oh, the little elevators. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's like little stations to where your pod goes on, and then, like, it latches on, and then, like, it, it takes you up. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah. And then, of course, like, you see, like, a, a lady, or you see a couple people here with Spot, the robotic dogs. Like this also this almost looks like they're giving this concept um, to actually take it out or to actually show off their new city. Yeah, to try to integrate into like what a future city would look like. Yeah. I'm trying to think about who that was like what <clears throat> happened to that uh futuristic city that was supposed to be out there in Nevada. Oh man, there's been so many of those. I know they've been talking about like Nevada, and I thought it was another place beforehand a few years back that they were talking about trying to um, actually build from the ground up a futuristic city. And that's basically where I think one of the ones that I first heard of, like in Nevada, that was only supposed to be for testing certain stuff like autonomous vehicles and all kinds of other stuff. I think the problem with that, though, is to build an entire city, the technology is moving so fast at this point yeah. that it would no longer be the city of the future. Yeah, they, they'd be behind by the time it gets built. Yeah. 
Let's see. What did I see out there? Uh, Samsung had a few cool concepts. Uh, there was a, uh, a TV remote that didn't take batteries. Instead, it charged from your Wi-Fi router, like just through the air. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how maybe effective it is, how quick it charges, that kind of thing. But as a proof of concept, I would like to see where they want to take that in the future. Uh, and then they had a uh, Samsung. What's that? I was going to say, what did you think about that Sony car? I'm confused. Because it seems like they actually want to take it like to production. Like they talked about creating an entire new division for automobiles. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they want to get their hands in that. So that makes me wonder then, are we going to see a move from from car companies being the big names to tech companies. Are we going to see like LGs and GE and Samsung and Sony moving in? Cause at this point you just have, there's a lot less involved in putting a car frame around a battery than there is in building like a whole combustion engine. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I think you're going to see a lot more of these companies start dabbling in, like getting into cars. Uh, one that I saw that I'm I'm shocked wasn't huge news is BMW announced uh, there are a lot of EVs there. BMW announced one that doesn't require rare earth metals for the batteries. And I was I was real confused on like why this wasn't massive breaking news. I think it's, I feel like this certain stuff, it doesn't grab the eye of the casual. But I feel like if you talk to somebody that's like, you know, you have these opponents to EVs, these like big gas people, and you talk to them and the, the two big talking points are generally like range and then like, oh, well, it still needs, you know, like strip mines for the lithium or whatever. Yeah, talking about it needs coal. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're able to, without rare earth metals, like everybody should want that tech. Yeah, I mean, with, with some people, man, I don't think they're huge. They're a huge reason behind, you know, electric vehicles. I think a lot of people that you talk to that don't want them. Are because you know they they want to hear that that loud rumble whenever they're revving up their cars and all. There's no reason they can't replicate that. There was I remember a few years back there was a big deal because the new Mustang, um, I think it was the Mustang, they had put like a smaller engine in it, and so what they did was there's actually like a speaker in the engine mm. that like creates that you know rum, 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 that like classic muscle car sound. Yeah. I haven't seen that. That was a few years ago. I'll have to find that sent it to you. But I know that. Well, I mean, like talking to those kind of people, they're just gonna say it's not the same. I mean, it's kind of it's, it's it's only so far that you can take certain people, man. I'm telling you. And it's one of those big, like, massive, like, tectonic technology shifts. You know, like going. For, I don't even know what to compare. You know. Like when we went from 
a horse to a gas powered car or a steam powered car, you know, like it's, it's one of those big shifts and you're going to have the, the like, Oh, well, our way was better. You know, we grew up with this. And... Well, yeah. I mean, people hate change. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they're taking off. I saw, I saw an article the other day that said that, uh, EVs outsold diesels in Europe for the first time ever. Yeah, I think they've been way ahead of us though. Whenever EV game. Yeah, I think we're catching up. You, um, I think the problem the problem with it is is that there's just not. Uh, and you know, this was Tesla's goal from the start was to get to this point. There's not a truly affordable EV in the states. Mm-mm. Like there's not a there, there's not like a Camry or a. Um, like a Versa or something equivalent in an EV. You're looking at at least 30 to 40,000 for an entry level EV. Yeah, I mean we're we're just not there yet. And I mean hell, if the prices keep going the way that they are, we're never going to get there. Mhm. I mean it's hard to find an entry level car period at this point, but well, you know, it, it, the price of cars have went the price of used cars have went up. This shit's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't go out and just get like a beater anymore. I've been I've been looking around recently. I was like, I just want to go find like some old like Volvo station wagon or something, you know, for like a couple thousand dollars, and you can't find it. Yeah, like you go on like you know Carfax or Car what is Carmax Carvana, like any of that, like you're not gonna find anything for under like fifteen thousand. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really. Ridiculous, man. I don't want to get started on that. That's that's for another episode. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else they had at CES that I saw that was cool. Samsung had that uh, they had that projector that was cool, that yeah. little like paint can looking thing. Um, they had a TV speaker with a camera on the underneath. Yeah. That like followed it, followed where you were around the room and projected the sound specifically at you. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've seen that. Um, and a lot of this stuff is just concepts, seeing what the consumer's like. Uh, one I saw that I thought was actually kind of interesting that I would, if it goes on the market, I might look into it. They had this, it was like a like a shower attachment that they said recycled like 80% of your water and then like filtered it through UV and things. Now, see, that didn't look like an attachment to me. It looked more like an actual system. Like a full-on shower, yeah. I guess it, like, replaced your shower head. But I thought that was I thought that was a smart thing. And, like, I mean, if, if you know, think of every... It looked like it replaced more than the shower head. It looked kind of like the drain, the the housing on the inside, like the, the kind of, like, pipes. It kind of looked like there was a system into it to me. Yeah, I wonder if maybe they would have, like, different you know, versions, because, like, if you're in an apartment, you obviously can't, like, rip out the wall and the drain of the tub. So, I bet, yeah. I would say there's going to be, like, different levels, but that's that's one that definitely, like, was just a little thing that I was, like, I'd buy it. Yeah. Um, and then I liked that uh, a couple of the videos I watched, they talked about a company, Govi. Um, I actually got one of their items for Christmas, the, uh, like, the immersion kit for your TV. My wife got that for me. And because uh, it competes with like the uh, what is that the the Hue HDMI box where the LED lights match the color of the screen. Yeah. And uh, I guess they brought out a bunch of cool new stuff with like the LED strips and things. Man, I was thinking the other day, 
How long before these LED strips and stuff replace just like chandeliers? That's a pretty good question. I never thought of that. Like it makes as a lighting system, it makes so much more sense to have like like think about like the stripping going all around your room versus like your light just being in the middle yeah. or like on the wall. And you keep seeing more and more of them, of like these like LED light strips and stuff. Yeah. Get them to charge off the Wi-Fi, and then you're good to go. That's pretty good. I never thought of that. Come hire me, Hyundai. <laughs> See you in the future. Big news. We've talked about it every episode. You know we're going to talk about it again. James Webb. Yeah, man, I'm I'm finally glad we're to this point where it finally launched launched out there. They did it. You know, still doing good. Yeah, it's uh next next week, right? Three days. Three days it should be at LaGrange Point. Already? Mm-hmm. I thought they said it was like six months. It's gonna be six months before they can take any pictures. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. So you had the whole because it's already been a month, a month. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Uh, so I know that it's got to get out there, and then they got to set it up. Yeah, I know they it's gotta open up everything. They they fully unfolded the mirror, and everything's in place. Um, I know they have to like focus everything, like actually like focus the mirrors and such. Yeah. But fully unfolded, three days to Lagrange Point, and then. So five months from now, um, we should be starting you know, our first pictures from the James Webb that we've talked about forever. It's been a long time coming for this shit, too. I'm just glad it's finally happened. Yeah, we'll see if it pays off. Yeah. That's uh, that's going to be – you'll definitely be hearing us talk about that in the future. Hopefully. Because I'm, I'm big excited. What's that? Yeah, I said hopefully it's not another Hubble debacle. Oh, Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, Hubble's much closer to be able to repair and things. Like, I don't, I don't think we'd be. No, exactly. If you have anything go wrong with James Webb, like, we're just in a bad spot. <laughs> like, sorry, try again. Yeah. I think they would eventually try and send somebody out there to fix that. There's no fucking way with how much money that they spent on that, that they would just leave that out uh, that would be the furthest if they sent somebody out there to fix that that would be the furthest a human's ever been from the earth oh yeah I could see them just like throwing people on Mars though or like uh, you know on, on the first trip to Mars hey just uh, take a pit stop over there <laughs> some yeah he's got one little guy in a pod like shooting off to the side yeah uh, another big mission that did what it set out to do the James Parker solar probe yeah, did it finally reach the uh, sun? It first spacecraft to touch the sun, which seems like a weird term for basically just entering the sun's atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it seems like it's ever been though. So that that seems like a pretty major engineering feat too to be able to like create something to withstand that and actually like sensors that can withstand being that close and that much radiation. Oh yeah. 
Well, man, like, I've, I've heard that supposedly we have the technology that can withstand Venus now. Oh, that would be cool. Let's yeah. go there. Yeah, as far as them, like, plans ahead, though, but, I mean, supposedly, I, I've seen stuff to where, supposedly now, we, we actually have the technology to roam around on there now. See that that I'd be interested in, in seeing and seeing what they can find. Of course, you know people go there trying to mine it for gas and such. Yeah, that's that's going to be the next big thing is is people trying to get out there and mine it for you know mine these asteroids and the yeah, planets. Yeah, and... yeah it, it'll be like the new. Um, I, I was about to say like the gold rush, but really it's more kind of like whenever we colonized America. Oh, yeah. Just show up with a flag, and this is mine now. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to sports now. Playoff season. Oh, yeah. Right. Y'all going to kill those angles tomorrow, right? Make your bet <laughs> now. Yeah, man, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping the Titans actually pull something off tomorrow. I need that. Get those, get those bangles out of where they don't belong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of good matchups this year, though. Like, um, you know, for this divisional part, it's probably not. It's kind of not where I've seen certain teams where it's like, man, they don't belong in there. Like, dude, no, nobody wants to see that. You know, all the games to me, they look actually pretty interesting. Because, I mean, for the other AFC game, you got the Chiefs. I think that's going to be a wild one. And then uh, for NFC, you got you got the Packers and the 49ers, which, you know, usually the 49ers own them. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is really hot this year. And then um, you got the Bucks and the Rams, which is two pretty explosive teams. Yeah, I'll just say uh, I- I'm glad more than anything that the Patriots are out because it was – I don't know. You had that that possibility of a Buccaneers Patriots. Oh man, I told everybody that way. And I was, there. man, if if that would have happened, I would have been done with the NFL. Period. Yeah, there was a lot of people that said that, but I, I've told a lot of people that that was not going to happen. Like, give Mac Jones a couple more years, at least. Yeah. I'm just sick of seeing Tom Brady or a Patriots jersey up there. <laughs> Get somebody new. Yeah. That's right. Once that uh once Lamar gets his receiving core and you know we start our dynasty, y'all get sick of seeing purple up in there too. <laughs> Man, I gotta start giving them some help first. Or you know, keep them healthy. Well, I mean, hell, for the past seasons, he's been healthy. He just didn't have the the backup he needed. Yeah, they. I mean, they just they refused to bring in like a fresh crew wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. That that's always been my problem about you know them not giving him any kind of real help.
What'd you think about those uh, Antonio Brown antics? <laughs> yeah, I think that dude, he, he might have some CTE going on, man, or something. That was about ridiculous. Well, it's like, it's like on one hand, um, it's like on one hand, I could understand, you know, one of the reasons that he stormed off the field just because, like, they were trying to hold him back from the incentive whenever he was talking about it. But, man, it's like, on the other hand, dude, you had that whole shit going on with, with the vaccination card to where, like, you had a fake one. And it's like, man, you had to sit out. Like, dude, you you could have got, like, some actual federal time for that shit. Yeah. Like, that shit, but they let you slide with it. And then on top of that, you missed, he missed, like, what, five games or some shit or four or five games? Well, not just that, like, and that's that's the second thing then about, you know, like trying to help a guy along to his bonus or whatever, because they had that thing with Gronk too, where Brady was like he refused to come out of the game because he wanted to help Gronk get that, like, $500,000 bonus. Yeah. Like, man, y'all got a team around you. You're making hella money. Yeah. And even with – even with AB, like, I can see stomping off the field being, you know, mad stuff, but to, like, go over on the sidelines and, like, start stripping down and, like, taking your stuff off and disrespecting the jersey and stuff like that, like, that's that's bringing that away from your teammates. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's – Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like he most definitely did too much. Like, you're just causing a debacle in the middle of the game, like, taking away from them. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like I said, dude, if he wouldn't have missed those games in the first place, I mean, like, he would have had it. Yeah. Yeah, brought it on himself. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of like I can't even feel for the two. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like one of the most on-sportsman-like things I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, but since we're talking about NFL, man, what, what what about the Ravens? Man, remember when I talked about keeping Lamar healthy? Yeah. Yeah. Was he got COVID for the 14th time? Yeah. I usually, man, I usually love the guy off the field, but he's, uh, you know, he's, he's lost how much, you know, him and they've lost how much on him missing this this game, and, and he still won't go out and get vaccinated. I know these last few ones weren't, you know, weren't for that. He had an actual injury. But he's he's missed games both seasons now and still just, like, refuses to go get vaccinated and stuff. It's like, stay healthy, get out there and play. We're down to, like, our third-string quarterback that one game. Yeah, but, I mean, it's – Talk about some Bengals – the thing behind that, though, man, is just like it's still people that's getting the vaccination still catching it. So, yeah, and then like you still got to follow the protocol. So, I mean, it's kind of like when well, their protocol changed all the time. They just announced today that they're not doing daily testing anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, but which I mean, seems they, like but such they a business move. Playoffs now, though, that seems like such a business move to me. Oh, it is because it's like. We haven't yet peaked on this current being the largest of the, the curves. 
and they listening to all that stuff. have decided like they're going to stop the daily testing because their players are having to miss games. Well, I mean, man, I'll just like stop listening to all that stuff, dude, because it, it's been so much like stuff mixed in. I've seen some people to where they said, or well, I, I've seen like a couple doctors where they were saying, uh, we, we reached our peak, like we're starting to plateau. And then, like, the very next day, I see some other doctor talking about, like, oh, we're not even close. We haven't even reached our peak. Yeah, UT, I mean, UT just down the road here just said that they, they still haven't, like, peaked. Like, it's yeah. still going, it's still trending up every day. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I've seen some other people talking about, like, we're, we peaked and, like, we're, we're starting to plateau, man. It's, I don't feel like anybody has any idea what's really going on. Oh, uh, especially this time around, like, the, I think the biggest thing is we've got so many home tests available, and that's what a lot of people are doing. So we don't actually have any clue of what the numbers are right now. Well, I mean, even, too, like, the home tests, dude, like, how, how many of these are – some of these are false? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, dude, so so much stuff is getting convoluted, and it's like you, you can't get a real number on stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, like I said earlier, like we're just in a weird spot with it right now. Yeah. I mean, like it, we completely don't have a hold on this at all. No, we we still don't know like where we're at or where we're going or what's coming. No, I'm just kind of wondering, like, are we going to get will... to a point? Where they just like you know say say fuck it and just let it go. Yeah. Now I will say like as far as like this this peak and everything. As far as like the way I've been seeing people like we went through all the other ones. I didn't know you know I'd know some people here and there like oh such and such has has COVID oh that other person I know you know like here and there man we have been fucked with this thing at work <laughs> like oh yeah people's been catching at my job left and right. Bro, I mean, I, I will vouch for it's more than ever, like, just, like, from a uh, – I, I lost my word. Yeah, but uh, just from, like, experience point of view, like, what I'm seeing, there's way more people has it now than, than I've seen in, like, past past times. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I always tell people, like, okay, yeah, maybe this variant is less deadly or whatever, but – how many more mutations is that happening? Like, it's not this one that scares me. It's the next one. Of, like, if you got something that's, like, this infectious with something like a like a delta rate of, of killing people. It's um, all this stuff is most definitely getting getting nuts. It's getting out of hand. Yeah, but uh, but we digress from the sports. Yeah, I guess I guess it all comes back to COVID now. <laughs> well, I mean, shit, you got you just got like so much stuff, man, going on, and um. I mean, hell, like, look, look at inflation, dude. Like, people blame COVID for inflation, and I, I feel like it's people just really price gouging shit. 
We were already headed that direction. Yeah, exactly. It's just another one of those things that, like, like all these things they want to blame COVID for, it just hit the fast-forward button. Yeah, exactly. It just accelerated. This, the, like, the inflation, the, uh, what do they call it, like, the, the great, uh, oh, God, what are, the, what are they calling everybody, quitting? Well, they're talking about quitting the, uh, I can't remember what, the, the great quitting or the great yes. something like that. I, was, I can't remember what they oh, actually, like, the it's, it's technical like, journalism term. Yeah, but I mean, it's the great resignation or some resignation. That was it. The great resignation. And just I mean, like, man, that was coming. People don't want to come sit at your fucking job and you say you're going to give them 20 hours and you give them 60, but then refuse to pay overtime and give them benefits. And, you know, pay 750 an hour. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, that's what I was going to say. It's not only that, like, you're not paying them enough to even, you know, be able to afford shit. Like, people yep. are just doing nothing but just, like, you know, um, price gouging, like, rent and, and mortgages and everything else and, and making it to where, like, people can't afford it, dude. Like, you know, where, where's your middle class going to go? Man, I, I saw something the other day that said, like, if your company isn't able to pay a living wage to your employees, then how, how are you any more than a parasite on society? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about job creators and stuff? Like, create a job worth having. Well, yeah. Like, that's one of the things that kills me. They keep talking about these job creations and shit. And it's like, man, what kind of jobs are y'all up here creating? Like, you know, yeah. you're talking about putting grocery stores in and, and like, fast food places and, and stuff that pay, paying, like, minimum wages. You can go take a shit on a bun and call yourself a sandwich maker, but, like, nobody wants that sandwich, man. Yeah. Like, people kill me with all that stuff, man. It's just like nobody wants to look deep into it either. When, like, people nope. are, are looking. Well, well this, this president is great because look, look at the unemployment rate. Look at how many jobs he's created. That motherfucker didn't create mm-hmm. that shit. Mm hmm. Like, people yeah, that's why I've, I've heard arguments about. Oh, like Walmart going into rural America is good because it creates jobs. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just crazy to me, man. And, you know, that that's just like um, people are sitting up here blaming uh, COVID for like that whole L.A. train robbery. Did, did you see the L.A., you know, that, that train get robbed or whatever? Or, well, yes. Like a bunch of them, like all so, the trains getting robbed out there. So when you sent me this article, I meant to send you a picture we had like an empty Amazon envelope show up to our house the other day. Like my wife ordered some stuff on Amazon and it showed up like open and empty. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, I want to go back and check her history and see if it came from out there. Cause I was like, I bet you got hit by these people. Well, shit. If, if she got hit, then it would probably still be on the ground. Just like all them little. It's just hanging out out there. there. Yeah. It probably would have never made it to her. Hey, but who That's, knows, man? You, you could have got some nice robber that they ended up taking the shit out and then just packing it back up and put it back on there. They still no, it wasn't even in the envelope. Like there was nothing in there. Oh, shit. Like straight up the mail, the delivery service. They just like delivered us an envelope. That was it. No, I'm, it was I'm wide about, open. I'm talking about like they could they could have licked the envelope back up and then you know stuck. It oh back yeah. In the 
they were like, oh yeah, let them let them at least know that you know yeah. they tried. Let, let let them at least get to. Them. <laughs> I'll let them at least get the package. Yeah, but man, it's just kind of like you know people talk about how bad LA is getting and how it's on the decline, or well, really California for that matter. And then they they talk about this train robbery, and um, you know they they talk about like the homelessness problem and and how, how prices are raising up out there and. And COVID is the blame because, like, you know, all, all this stuff happened there in COVID. And it's just like, dude, people was talking about this shit before. Yeah, again, like, that was already happening. You, you, you're you acting like, you know, like um, to buy a house out there wasn't astronomical before COVID. It's just like a, it's such a scapegoat. Oh, yeah. You know, like that, that's, that's kind of why I hate being in this whole pandemic thing. I feel like. I almost feel like sometimes that the media sits there and then tries to play on the shit more just to try and keep us in this whole pandemic thing or uh, or, or like pandemic sense of mind. And then like, you know, they, they try to put it on everything. They try and put the blame on all that shit. Yeah. Well, and not only that, you know, you talk about like the politics of it, like the politicians too. Like I remember like uh, when you had like the riots in Wisconsin and stuff like a few years back. And people were like, they blame COVID, but too, but then like it was about to be an election year, and they'd be like, "Is this this is Biden's America? Is this what you want?" Yeah. And it's like, "Well, Biden's not the president right now. How are you saying this Biden's America?" Yeah. And then now, uh, like Mike Pence was doing the same thing the other day, tweeting about like, "Oh, crime rates up, inflation's up, and this is Biden's America." Like it was doing the same shit under Trump. Yeah. This is America's America. Just own it. <laughs> well, man, it, it's like all the politicians and everybody else, they keep wanting to put blame on, on all types of other shit. <clears throat> and it's just like, you motherfuckers have been sitting in there in the in the damn Capitol building in the office for years and not gotten voted out. Y'all are the ones Dude, running this country. It's y'all fault. Listen, all they are is talk. Even the ones that want to come in and say they're super progressive or whatever, it's all campaign talk. Oh, Man, listen, how many years of school shootings have we had with Democrats saying, vote, 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 let's make change? All right. We got a blue Congress. We got a blue White House. Two years. Oh, man, you, see, you see a damn thing being done? No, the shit don't matter, man. <laughs> Yeah, like whenever whenever I think of politicians, dude, like you know, you, you remember Little Rascals back then, uh, Froggy. When, whenever he's talking about girls, all they want to do is talk. <laughs> that, that's that's like motherfuckers all day, bro. It is, and even like the ones that like look like they're gonna do something, they get up there and then they just fade away. Yeah, just another cog in like cog in the machine. All this stuff, man, it's just like all the political bullshit that goes on, dude. Like, I've been said this for years. I don't trust any politician at all. Well, here's the thing, man. These are the same issues we've been talking about for years and decades. And if they actually get in there and do something to solve it, what are they going to run on?
It's like if they get rid of the problems, then like you know, what are people really going to get behind for for them to get scared about? Yup. Or, or get passionate about. It's it's exactly the thing. Yeah, but uh, I've said my I thought we were done with the bullshit, man. But I forgot we had some of this. <laughs> we can't we can't full circle. Yeah, I I feel like that that's all this show is about is talking about all the bullshit. <laughs> got got to get, gotta get the word out. We're just gonna get on here a bitch a little bit and yeah. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening to the show. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next month with another one. Sure, we'll have some uh, some more bullshit to talk about. Oh, you already know we will. All right, that's all we have for you today. So thanks again for listening to the Jack of All Trades podcast. Once again, if you like what you hear, if you want to contribute to the conversation. If you got something you want us to talk about, reach out, hit us up, give us a like and a follow on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, You can send us messages on Anchor. We'll get a link up for that. And definitely keep listening. Thank you. Y'all make this happen.